Welcome to episode 51 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in. Today, Sherry and I are going to be finally wrapping up this four-part <laughs> series on telling your brand story. In this part four of four, we're going to talk about the importance of simplifying your brand story as a way to ensure that you get your message across to your ideal prospects. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of X Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And that makes me Sherry Nomadi. If you've been listening, you know that Yvette and I approach business from opposite ends of the spectrum. But yet, we always do seem to come to the same conclusions on how to help our clients succeed. As Yvette said, today we're going to wrap it up. We're going to finish our four-part series on how to tell your brand story by sharing some experiences that we've had firsthand with the power of getting your story straight. Exactly. Now, of course, <laughs> before we get to it, we're going to need to do a recap of where we've been. So the first big question is, why tell a brand story? Well, Yvette, it's pretty simple. First, stories are told in a way that we're used to. So there's this familiar pattern and it helps us connect emotionally to the story itself. And then secondly, the brain science has proven that we remember things much better when we're emotionally connected to them. Absolutely. So as a result of both, both point one and point two, Stories about brands help prospects and customers more deeply connect and more importantly, remember the brand. That results in a stronger relationship, even in the dark funnel, which ideally leads to sales and retention. That's a perfect recap, Sherry. And if any of you listening to this want to take a deeper dive into the neuroscience and the research behind it, just go check out the blog at xpromos.com and you can read the entire recap. After convincing you of the value of brand stories and sharing the framework, we covered how to create your unique selling propositions or your USPs. And building your USP gives you a key pieces of information that you will be using in your brand story. Yep. And in the next episode, we went on to discuss how to connect the dots of your brand story by dropping in the key information from your USP into your story, editing it, sleeping on it, and then editing again. A big aha for many people at this time is that once that story is done, it's not really ready for public publishing. Your brand story is more like a creative brief than a finished piece of communication. And before we go on, I want to add to that, that, you know, this series seems kind of long, even to us. It's a four-part series. We've got a lot of information ahead of you, ahead that we had presented. But the reason that we broke it down is because it really, it's important. It deserves this kind of attention. And we really wanted you to kind of see how it was all coming together. And so finally, now in this final episode, we're going to kind of get into the really making your creative sing. That's right, Yvette. 
And so guys, today we're going to share some thoughts on what to do next and how to get your point across to those prospects. And the reality is, is that when it comes to creative, um, it's hard to teach. It is a talent, but we do have some advice for you. And the best advice we have to follow is the KISS principle. And as marketers, I'm sure you know what that is, but basically if you don't, it's keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> and <laughs> that's really the point. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, according to Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, that's exactly right, Sherry. Da Vinci put it more eloquently than the KISS principle back in the 1400s <laughs> when Kelly Johnson, uh, you know, it was Kelly Johnson who's credited with the KISS principle back in the 1960s. Any way you look at it, both men put the, hit the proverbial nail on the head. In this context of storytelling, Simplifying your brand story ensures that your prospects stay engaged by specifically understanding how your solution solves their problem and provides them transformational value. Transformative value. I like that, Yvette. Yes, thank you, Sherry. I think it sums up the transformation that your brand solution makes in your prospect's life. But the more important part is that you need to stay focused and get to the point of your story without over explaining or stuffing your story with information that doesn't add to the value or keep them on track. Wait, what? Yvette, so you're advising people to stay on point and not wander off topic? Hmm. Yeah, I know, Sherry. Guilty as charged. And for as meandering as I can be, IRL, you have got to admit that I stay pretty tight creatively. Well, yes, I'm going to give you that for sure. Yeah. And, and of course, I have to say that I owe some of that skill mastery to you. You've <laughs> taught me over the years to stay focused in client meetings where I think early in my career, I had a tendency to get off track and then lose their attention. Yes, you did. And yeah, occasionally you do, but not nearly as often. Yeah, it's only taken me 33 years to figure it out. <laughs> but you know, that I, I feel like I finally made progress. And speaking of focus, I do have a story. And it oh, is- Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it is relevant, I promise, okay? So Sherry, I'm gonna take you back a little bit. Do you remember how our old boss used to want to stuff campaigns with every promotional technique she could? Why, how could I forget that? <laughs> we later had a client who called those programs the seven layer dip campaigns. And those programs were always so cluttered and so confusing for all consumers out there. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when we both learned, obviously, early in our career, before we even started the agency, we learned to simplify the messaging. Mm -hmm. And in fact, fast forward to today and all of the direct response gurus that we've encountered, you know, after that, the Frank Kearns, you know, Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice, they all tell the same story that a confused mind will not take action. 
Precisely. I mean, that is it exactly. We've seen it time and time again. And that's why when you tell your brand story or really any piece of marketing communication, you need to keep your message clear. One story, one plan, one call to action. Remember, can you kiss it? Exactly. And really what's great about today's marketing world is that if you really feel compelled to tell more stuff and more things, you've got the whole World Wide Web to work with, mm -hmm. okay? You can create content that's aimed specifically at a prospect at a particular point in the customer journey. You can build stories with their intent at that time in mind with a single call to action that motivates those prospects to take one particular step to move forward. And that's really our goal. So on top of that, and this is kind of the, you know, the headline for today is how do you create a story that has longevity? How do you create a story for the ages? If you want to stand the test of time, you're going to need to lean into relatable, evergreen themes of human emotions. That is the struggles and the triumphs. And that's why we covered the USP's problem solved on a deeper level so heavily a couple of episodes ago. We've been fortunate to create more than one marketing campaign that withstood the test of time. And this is evidenced by how long our clients continued to run that same program with just modest tweaks. We've talked about one of these before, which was the Makita Power Tools program, where we connected their brand with the Hispanic contractors. They ran that initiative for 16 years. That's how strong it was. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, as, as I reflect on the programs we've done, it turns out we have a number of programs that fall into that category. Yes. And today I wanna to cover another story of longevity mm -hmm. because it really gets to the heart of the type of connections you can make with your brand story. Sherry, do you remember the LA Looks model search contest from the mid 1990s? Oh, yeah, I remember that vividly. I think it launched in 1995. Indeed it did. It was 1995. And that year, we helped LA Looks create these model search events at retail locations around the country. Mm -hmm. These in-store events were a huge success because hundreds of teenage girls showed up in every single market to be seen by a talent scout who was going to sign one contestant to a $100,000 modeling contract, okay? That program increased the brand's dollar share that first year by over 20%. And when you think about market share in a category leaping 20% plus in a year, it's practically unheard of. Yeah. Now that program did have some layers that helped make it work. And you can see more details about that on our website. And I think we actually talked about this in a YouTube video specifically and probably a podcast episode about that program. And we can drop that in the show notes. But to get to cut to the chase, because I'm going to stay on track, let's just say the retailers loved it. The retailers themselves loved the program. So the sales team was able to negotiate feature and display in exchange for events at specific stores 
in particular markets. They were really helping out the retailers. Mm -hmm. The model search agency loved it enough to provide the prize at no cost to LA Looks because the brand was giving them a forum to be able to discover new talent all across the country. But the essence of the program that turned it into an evergreen campaign was the fact that it spoke to the audience of teenage girls. And one thing we know about adolescent girls is that nearly all of them go through a stage where they aspire to be a famous model. Now, what happens in this case is that the LA Looks brand story connected with their target audience on a much deeper level than just solving their surface problem of keeping their hairstyle in place, okay? LA Looks gave them an opportunity to realize their dreams at that point in their life. It was so perfect, Yvette. It really was. It was was really, it was magical for everyone. Mm -hmm. So how well did it work for LA Looks, you might be wondering? Well, let's just say that they chose to run that same program for two decades long. Now that's 20 years of longevity, guys. How many other marketing campaigns can you cite that have been running for 20 years? Yep. And it's definitely been one of my most memorable programs, for sure. So now we don't want to come today and promise you that you can get on a 20-year run like Makita or LA looks, but we do have some ideas of how you can simplify and focus your brand story message. Okay, so let's get to it. First, if you've created a main brand story and you're now going to develop that into kind of those common four brand communications that we talked about before, we're going to suggest that you write those in the order of longest to shortest. Okay, this is because it's easier to get the long version done and then edit it down to get to the shorter version. So we recommend that you start with the about us section on your website and then move to the PR boilerplate, which is more like a paragraph long, then Mm -hmm. do the elevator pitch, which is two or three sentences, and then finally the tagline. That's perfect. The next idea is really connect with those ideal customers that your persona is based on. Talk to them, or at the very least, reread your testimonials, your case studies, or even those third-party reviews. And when you're doing that, look for clues, concepts, themes, or phrases that appear frequently, as this can really help you start to build your narrative. Yeah, because you're going to be speaking in their language, and which takes Mm -hmm. us to our second point, which is use your authentic voice, okay? You want to tell your story in these assets like you're talking to a peer, like you're talking to Mm -hmm. a colleague, like you're talking to a friend not like you are a tenured college professor. That's right. And another really great way to test your progress is imagine telling your parents about your brand. Think about how you would tell that story so that they could really understand and relate to it. I mean, how many of us have struggled um, in our (laughs) careers to try and explain to our parents what we do? I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a challenge, you know, and that's even as, you know, people that understand how to tell a brand story. So 
in any event, um, eventually you will be able to sum up your brand story confidently. And you're gonna end up saying something along the lines of my brand helps these kind of people overcome this kind of problem in this kind of way, resulting in this kind of transformation, okay? If you can kind of say that, you're gonna be on the right track. Finding the right words to tell your brand story is in different situations really does take time. It doesn't just come from some random brainstorm sitting there over coffee and maybe donuts. Nope. It, it sure takes doesn't. some, yeah. I mean, come on, donuts are pretty inspirational though. They can be. But you know, it really does take some deep thinking and thoughtful ideation about the framework you've worked really hard to create. But one day you will sit back and you will have this aha moment and it will just hit you and you will know deep in your gut that it's just the right. That's absolutely true. And that's kind of how it happens. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this last year we worked on a repurposed asset campaign for a B2B SaaS company. <clears throat> While we were in the process of creating their digital ads, their infographics and their sales decks all from a white paper, we kind of unexpectedly delivered their brand story. And it really just emerged from our work. Do you remember that, Jerry? Uh, oh, gosh, yeah, I remember that. You know, and it was it was last year, so it was over a Zoom call. So you're not sitting there, like, really feeling <coughs> it. You had to feel it virtually. But we did. Like Yvette said, we presented this sales deck, and the group just kind of went silent. And we thought maybe we had completely missed the mark, which rarely happens. But it turned out to be the exact opposite of that. Inside that sales presentation that we had summed up was the essence of their brand in a way that they had never, ever thought about before. So later, the client told us that we had <clears throat> crystallized and depicted their brand message, and they were planning on using that as their core messaging moving forward. So meanwhile, they told us that this campaign became their best performing marketing campaign effort of the whole year and maybe in the tenure that they had been there. Which was pretty awesome. We were delighted yeah. to um, you know, be a part of that for them. So again, go get to your brand story. You can mm -hmm. listen or watch or read these four steps that we've outlined in how to tell your brand story more than once. You can watch, listen, read as often as you'd like. Um, so that you can get your brand story done, get that first one done, you know, then you can start working with it. As we like to say, version one is always better than version none. So, yep. but before we let you go today, we would be remiss to not share a new offer we have for you. And this is if you realize you've started getting into it and you realize you need some assistance. If you've developed your story brand framework, but you got stuck translating it to content, or you realize you or your team doesn't have the resources or bandwidth to create it in the first place, we would really like to help you get it done. So for the month of February only, we're offering to create brand love stories for just $12,000. That will get you a brand story framework and one piece of supporting content of your choice. We're limiting the offer to this month only as a way to help motivate you to jump into the brand story so that you can see the value for yourself as part of your marketing mix. 
So reach out to us at xpromos.com for more details. And we really do hope that you take advantage of this opportunity. We want to see you guys succeed. And a brand story is just such a key part of um, how you can connect with your customers and tell your message, you know, today and beyond. And maybe you can be the next one um, to get your story out there for the next 20 years. But in any event, as always, thank you very much for listening. Come back again. I promise next time we will not be talking about brand stories. Mm -hmm.